Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Hi, welcome to the show. This is Fazia Costi, and today we are talking about navigating holiday stress with Dr. Tracy Moreno, our special guest, and Dr. Sarah Bald. So welcome, ladies. Hi, thank you. Yeah, so just for our listeners to have a better idea of who you are, Tracy, would you like, would you mind sharing a little bit about you? And I know you've been on the show before, but for those who have not listened in a while. Thank you. I'm a clinical and forensic psychologist in Arizona, and I am the owner of Free Spirit Coaching and Psychological Services, where we see, we do, in addition to traditional uh, individual family and uh, couples counseling, we also do alternative alternative methods like uh, Reiki, sound healing, yoga, uh, Thai massage, equine coaching, and things of that nature. And we um, have a beautiful property where when the weather is good, we see people outdoors. So we get out of that um, office-based experience. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and then Sarah, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about you. Absolutely. So I am Dr. Sarah Bald. I'm the owner of Nest Psychological. We specialize in pediatric and adult neuropsychological evaluations. So we're evaluating people across lifespan for things like inattention, ADHD, some of the developmental delays, specific learning disabilities. And we specialize in the gifted and 2E population as well. So that's a little bit about me and my practice. Wonderful. You know, I, I really appreciate you both being on the show today because we're talking about navigating holiday stress for for kids as well as adults. And, and this is, we're getting to that time of year where people are starting to stress out over money or um, just family issues, or as we talked about, you know, sometimes grief and loss. And, and these are issues that, you know, are probably more pronounced this year than they maybe they've been in the past because we're having issues with the economy. We're having issues with, you know, COVID being at the tail end of COVID or who knows where we are with COVID to be quite honest. I have no idea. All I know is that people are struggling and they're having a hard time and stress and anxiety are just uh, right up front for everybody to see. And so I really want to talk a little bit about this. So maybe one of you could define what holiday stress is. What does it look like? Sarah, would you like to start or would you like Tracy to start? I'll Tracy start this one. I normally, I normally start. So I'm going to put, I'm going to pass the buck to my other psychologist. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, I mean, holiday stress doesn't look that different from any other type of stress. You know, we all go through symptoms of, it could be um, symptoms of anxiety or depression or, Um, maybe some sort of uh, trauma response, if there's a history of trauma there. I think it really depends on family dynamics because it often mimics that of that family. So um, let's say in your family, if there's a lot of maybe anger and resentment build up, you know, it's going to cause that same type of anger and resentment. If there's, if it's very anxious, um, maybe like a perfectionist, OCD type household, it's going to instill, you know, we're going to start to get those symptoms again, look kind of like how we grew up. If um, alternatively, if we're maybe at um, our in-laws house or at, you know, our partner's house or whoever, another family, um, we could have expectations. So there could be some social anxiety there or just that stress and pressure of fitting in, you know, will I be liked? Um, you know, things, things of that nature. So, um, and a lot of times too, when we go back to our family of origin at any time, not just through the holidays, we have a tendency to kind of revert back to when we were children of that, like of that behavior in a sense. So a little jealousy with siblings. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, the, you become that that little spoiled brat again, you might be, you might be (laughs) attention seeking, you can become uh, maybe more withdrawn and more quiet than you normally are. Uh, Maybe you're the one that has to take care of everything and be in control. And so it's, it's a pretty complex 
situation when you're talking about family dynamics. Absolutely. You know, I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, Sarah, is there anything that you'd like to add? Yeah, I think we haven't, we've had an extra layer over the last few years and ran an election cycle this year of politics and yes. difference of opinions within families that over the last few years has become astronomical. Uh, so you're adding that additional layer into the family dynamics, the sibling order, the the family system that, that um, Tracy talked about. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I, I really feel bad for people this year. It's it's been a very stressful couple of years, but how does holiday stress differ from other life stressors? Um, or is there a difference? I think there's added layers. You're adding financial stress. You're adding the stress of making sure everything's perfect, of expectations of how the holidays are quote unquote supposed to go. Um, <laughs> we, that's true. We all have those expectations, right? There's always the person who wants the perfect Christmas tree or the perfect Hanukkah dinner or yeah, just, it has to be done this way. It's always been done this way. And so if it's not, it's the world is over. If we don't get the perfect Christmas tree, if (laughs) right. And your idea of perfect might be different than mine. Correct. And I think that's where we run into problems. (laughs) And then when you're combining families, each family has a different, um, they have different traditions and things that they do. So that makes it even extra complicated. Yeah. And and what about like, you're right, talking about families that are blended, you know, how do you deal with kids who are maybe going to two different households, maybe even two different traditions, two different, basically families that they're trying to acclimate to, Um, you know, that that's a lot of added pressure. Yeah, <laughs> there's, for, there's, for, a lot, there, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's again, families have such a, a distinct dynamic that is different than any other of our relationships in life. And, um, and kids do, you know, and a lot more kids now, they are going back and forth between households where the lifestyle could be very different in both households. You know, some, what I see is they're usually almost quite opposite, which is maybe why the people divorced in the first place, but, <laughs> but that's a whole nother show. <laughs> yeah. So like you could have one parent who's maybe like the perfectionist wants the perfect Christmas. Right. And the other parents like, well, you know, we'll get around to it or get around to it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you really have to, you know, there's a lot of different things that, that we can do. Um, One of the best things that we can do is just prepare. You know, I'm, um, I'm not about uh, setting ourselves up for failure. Um, So I think it's best to kind of uh, hope for the best, but plan for the worst. And Mm -hmm. especially when we know who we're going to be around, we have to accept people for who they are, even our family. You know, we have a tendency that, you know, somebody could treat us one way for 20 plus years. And then, but still, every time we see them or speak to them, we have this hope (laughs) way down deep in the back (laughs) of our brain that is like, well, maybe this time they'll be nice. Maybe this time they'll be supportive. (laughs) Right. Maybe this time, you know. And so, um, and then, you know, once again, we kind of get smacked in the face with with reality. So I always say, you know, mentally and physically, just prepare for what you're going to be walking into. You know, they're going, they know, you know, they may uh, comment about your weight. (laughs) You know, they might, um, you know, um, oh gosh, what Yes. Well, you know, it's it's funny. As you're talking about this, I'm thinking of there there was a time when I went with my parents to go visit a friend of theirs. This is somebody that my dad's known since he was a child. And this man felt very, very comfortable with our family. He spoke very freely, (laughs) maybe a little too freely. Yeah. (laughs) And I had I had just gone through my divorce and I walked in. And I said, hello. And he gave me a hug. And the first words out of his mouth were, and this is during the holidays. So we're there for like a dinner. I think it was Christmas. And the first words out of his mouth were, you've gained a lot of weight. You shouldn't eat so much. Yeah. (laughs) I thought my dad was going to punch him right there. (laughs) 
Well, that, that was actually the first example off the top of my head, because that was always the first thing discussed in my family. It oh. was they would, every, every woman in the family would put their, you know, uh, arms around your waist. I mean, uh, hands around your waist and kind of like measure you and tell oh you whether you gained a lot or, you know, but it was never good enough. You either gained too much weight or you're not eating enough. And oh. there was comments about what you ate and how much you ate and the criticism. And I think and that's the holidays where everyone eats anyways, and we're all oh. binge eating and stuffing our faces. Who cares? <laughs> and that's why we all have those resolutions after the holidays, because we all gain like 10 pounds in two months. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that's a really important thing to talk about is those expectations, you know, setting yourself up so that your expectations are realistic and that you don't walk into your family's home for Christmas dinner and expect them not to be the way they've always been. Exactly. We have to expect those questions and not only expect the questions, but prepare your response. Mm -hmm. And that's, and your response is going to be based on what boundaries you want to set. And that response could be different for each person too. Um, maybe yeah. for somebody you're not that close to, and they start asking you, you know, when you're going to get married or when you're going to have kids or when you're going <laughs> to get divorced or whatever, you know, when, whatever it might be, you know, have, have that answer also prepared. Um, mm-hmm. I call it like a canned response, you know, and if you're trying to set, um, boundaries with somebody and you don't want to go into detail, you, you could say something as simple as, you know what, I were just, I just want to have a good time tonight. I don't want to even go into that, or I don't want to bore you with my details. I don't want to, you know, and then what's a great um, uh, kind of response after that is turn it back on them. Because the good thing is, is people love talking about themselves. So you can always distract, (laughs) right? You can always distract the, you know, whatever's directed on you and turn it back on them. Oh, so what's going on in your life? And, you know, and then for the people that you, um, don't need to set those types of boundaries. You know, you could even say, you know, well, let's catch up. Let's catch up another time if you don't want to talk about it with everybody. But if we don't prepare these responses, we get caught off guard. And, you know, we have this societal norm that says that if somebody asks us a question, we have to answer it. <laughs> so, right. It's just so odd, but we all do it. And then we just start talking and we're like, why did I say all that? <laughs> How do you feel about talking to maybe a family member, like a a mom who's maybe a little judgmental about weight or, um, or, you know, any, anything like that, you know, you've got your, your canned responses, but how do you feel about maybe having that conversation ahead of time? Like before the big dinner, before the big party, you know, saying, Hey, you know what? Um, uncle Mm -hmm. Joe, I really don't want you talking about my weight when I walk in. Like, can we just have a, a com- you know, can we have a conversation other than that at right. the party? I, I don't want to discuss that with anybody. You know, what do you I, think about that? I highly recommend that. I actually d- just did this with my mom because we're going to visit her in like two weeks. And so I literally like went over, you know, just some expectations. So I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the more conversations you initiate about the season before the season starts, the better. The more you can prepare spouses, kids, parents of like, here's what I'm expecting. Here's what I hope for. Here's what my plan is so that you can get a good read on how they are too. Cause they, you know, we talk about how families are consistent and consistently the same. And if they bug you about your weight, they're going to keep bugging you about your weight, but something else might be going on in their life where they catch you even more off guard. So if you're starting those conversations early, you're less likely to get sideswiped and blindsided cited by a, a random out of the blue statement or right. question. What do you think about talking about things like gifts? Um, you know, some families buy gifts for everybody and they buy extra gifts for those extra people that might even stop by. And then there's other people who only buy gifts for the kids or some people put limits on how much they spend on gifts. You know, should you talk about those things ahead of time to also, or, or is it okay just to kind of let people do what they're going to do. I, I recommend talking about it. We've had, I mean, m- my husband has a, a big family. And so that is pressure uh, financially. And, and that is one of the biggest, you know, stressors, like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great idea to talk about that and decide ahead of time. Um, like we've done a lot of what you're suggesting. We've done just gifts for the kids 
and we and we put and we put a limit on on things, you know, especially when there is maybe an economic diversity amongst the family members, which I've, I have as well. So, right. I think it keeps the pressure lower on somebody whom you may not even know has a financial issue, you know, maybe, right. You know, big medical bill came in and they don't have all the money to spend on Christmas gifts or Hanukkah gifts or whatever. Really? I think, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, well, I was going to say, I mean, really, I think at our age, it's kind of like what, what, like, I don't really, there's nothing really I need, you know? So like, I'd rather them give it to the kids, you know? So (laughs) yeah, go ahead, Sarah. Oh, I was just going to say, and managing the expectations between families too. So, you know, if you and your spouse had different raisings, like, like Tracy, I, my husband's family is massive. My family, it's like me and my parents. So the expectations between us are very different. For my husband's family, we all pick a name. And so each one of us buys one gift for one person. And we yeah. that's how we do it. But then man, recognizing that my family, I would so wholly offend my mother if I ever tried to do something like that because she's a giver and she wants to give gifts. Um, so recognizing what's different between the households and having those conversations um, right. with our spouses, with even our kids who are old enough where we can have those conversations. Okay. What, here's what it's like at grandma so-and-so's house. Here's what it's like at grandma, you know, mm-hmm. the other, house. you know, that, that's a good point, Sarah. And you, you recently had a baby, mm-hmm. she's, you know, very young still. She's joined us many times, <laughs> <laughs> but how do you, how, how do you handle like the excessive gifts? Like I know when my kids were little, they got so many gifts mm-hmm. that I had to put, I mean, at the end of the year, there were still gifts they didn't have open from the year before. Oh my gosh. You know, I, it's I've excessive. been very open. Yeah. So I've been very open with the family of like, we have so many hand-me-downs. Please don't buy me anything else. Um, I got a, my daughter's first birthday is in a couple weeks from now. And so we, I keep getting texts. What does she want? What does she want? I'm like, she loves Raws. She loves boxes. She, <laughs> if it's a toy, she couldn't care less. Please don't get us any toys. Like, get her a buckle that she can figure out how to clip. Like, do something sensory like that. So, just setting those expectations ahead of time of like, it's not going to fly. It's it's not going to get used. So, here's what would be yeah. helpful, or here's what would be beneficial. And and again, having that dialogue and not being afraid to open up the dialogue with families. Right, and There's even also- having. Oh, oh, Go ahead, I was going to bring up, there's also an issue that that just reminded me of is um, when there's blended families with kids from different, you know, d- different families, and they're opening up gifts all together, where some mm-hmm. families are like very extravagant, and they're getting like, you know, these, um, you know, a couple hundred dollar game systems and stuff like that. And then, you know, and then you have like, maybe another family, and it's like, maybe like, more, uh, Socks. Like clothes, <laughs> clothes for, you know, clothes for school. It's like, you know, right. stuff, stuff like that. And the kids get very, very jealous. And right. It's, 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 yeah. So that's pretty awful too. So I, I try to keep um, that in mind, in mind as well among families, you know, so to make sure is- you're not kind of like overdoing it. If you have gifts like that, give them, give those, I recommend giving that to them private. It doesn't have to be a show for everybody else and making other kids feel bad. I was going to say, would you also recommend, or maybe not, I don't know, uh, having that conversation with their other parent and saying, hey, what what is the plan? What are you planning on doing so that we make sure the kids don't feel left out or, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure that their expectations are met? Now, I'm glad that's a good question because you can certainly um, have all of these question, I mean, uh, conversations ahead of time, like we've all been suggesting. Um, but it's also who's on the other, other end of that conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And sometimes with family, they're not so um, open <laughs> to that conversation and could really, you know, sometimes they might not even care or tell you you're, you know, you're just being dramatic or you're, you know, don't worry about these things or, oh, it doesn't matter. They don't care. <laughs> yep. You know, so, but all we can do is we can do our best to kind of um, prevent and prepare and set expectations. But the reality is, is this is going to be just so much out of our control. And we also have to just be flexible and, Mm -hmm. you know, and go with the flow and do the best we, we can. 
And also to put things into perspective that the holiday season is a whirlwind. It's short and sweet and terrible. It's two months. It's a month and a half of the year. So and we only spend six months preparing for it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, it, you know, this is a really stressful month in our life. And then as soon as it's done, we go back to normal. So we're going to, you know, buckle down. We're going to remember the good times. That's the other mm-hmm. thing is how do we reflect on those good times? Mm-hmm. Um, and what about, like handmade gifts. How do you feel about that? Like, I was just thinking like when my kids were little, <clears throat> other people would give them gifts, but when they were giving gifts, my kids, I didn't give my kids money. So they would yeah. make a lot of their gifts. They would make like, you know, they would paint things, make, make little paintings for people mm-hmm. or uh, bookmarks or, you know, little drawings, things that, when they were younger, I'm not talking about like teenagers. <laughs> I actually love, I love handmade gifts. I mean, yeah. even, even now from adults, like when people do, um, sometimes I, I have people give um, handmade candles or oh, like yeah. some sort of um, like face, you know, cream or something like that. I, I love that stuff. I mean, I, I share. Say, I would feel more honored about the teenager giving me that stuff than I would the I little kid giving me that stuff. <laughs> to this day, my kids are in their twenties, and I'm like, you can make me a card. I don't want, you know, don't pay. What is it like six dollars now for a, yes. a card at the store? <laughs> I'm like, make me one. I'll keep it forever. Right. You know, ever since my daughter went away to college, and this is my older one, not my younger one, um, she leaves me a note when she leaves the house. It, when she goes back to school. Not not like every day when she leaves. Right. <laughs> she always leaves me this little note under my pillow, you know, about how she had a great time and she's Aww. looking forward to the next time we we visit. And then they're like the sweetest notes, and I have a stack of them. Yeah. To me, those are more precious than any gift she could give me. Yeah. You know? I agree. So yeah, you know, I love those handmade handmade type gifts at least I call that a gift I think that's one of the nicest gifts is she thought about me without me asking her to do it (laughs) and yet we put so much pressure on buying things for people spending the money and we have to get the biggest greatest gifts and here we all are like yeah it's so great handmade gifts we love them Mm -hmm. I think people forget about that we we always have to outdo each other yeah I like I'm a big Oh, sorry. I'm a big um, believer of, you know, quality time too. And so for me, like in my, in, in my immediate family with my husband and kids, we, um, we don't even buy gifts anymore now that the kids are older and we do a trip. Like we do something, we do something special together. And so that's what we do too. (laughs) Yeah. And so we get, we're like, okay, no, you know, we'll just all meet somewhere you know, destination and, and have a vacation yeah. and you have memories forever. It's so much fun. So oh yeah. I, I, I think those are the best, than, you know, pair of shoes or sweater. Yeah. I agree with you. I think those are the best. <laughs> those memories are absolutely the best. That's what we started doing. And my kids went away to college and mm-hmm. it's so much better than a gift. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, well, we are going to take a break here in a couple minutes. Um, I would love to tell our listeners how to get a hold of you if they wanted to. Tracy, would you like to share your contact information? Sure. Our website is freespiritcoaching.org. My email is freespiritcoaching at aol.com. And my uh, phone number is 480-220-0020. Thank you so much. And Sarah, would you like to give your information out as well? Absolutely. So everything you can learn about me is on my website. It is www.nestnestpsychaz.com. Thank you so much. Um, It's been so much fun talking to both of you. Um, If you are looking to get in touch with me, you can go to my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can subscribe to our magazine, Executive Function Magazine there. Uh, we just launched our fourth issue, and it was pretty awesome, if I have to say so myself. So if you'd like to get a copy of that, go to our website and subscribe and get your issue. The next issue comes out January 10th, and uh, you can subscribe on the website. You can also listen to our uh, podcast and radio show on the website. And if you're interested in getting in touch with me for either coaching or if you'd like to take a mind print assessment, 
You can call me directly at 480-648-1122, or you can email me through the um, website. We'll be back after these messages. And once again, thank you so much for listening. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Fazia Costi is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Fazia works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fazia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Costi or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Hi, welcome back. I'm Fazia Costi, and today we are talking with Dr. Sarah Bald and Dr. Tracy Moreno about navigating holiday stress. And um, so we wanted to kind of talk a little bit about what our listeners can do to reduce their stress during the holidays. Um, what are some of the biggest tips that you have? Maybe we can start with Tracy. So in talking earlier about preparing, um, there's, I think that's one of the biggest uh, pieces to having that healthy interaction with our family or whomever we're with for the holidays. Um, self-care is really important. Self-love is really important. Um, also being uh, physically taking care of our physical and emotional well-being. If we're coming into a situation already stressed, we're going to come, we could come in if we say like a Likert scale of like zero to 10, 10 being the worst. If we come in at a five, we really, we have no place to go, but up, right? So we're going to, we could easily hit an eight, you know, a seven or an eight pretty quickly. And then uh, it's, you know, no good from there. So we really have to try to do our best to just be healthy and take care of ourselves you know, um, even, you know, eating well and exercising, meditating, breathing techniques, all this kind of stuff to um, just, it sounds like we're preparing for like a, a triathlon or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. We Sarah agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's so funny. I'm here oh. and going, hmm. But, um, you know, things, you know, self-care is, you know, just the things that really take care of ourselves um, to show ourselves that we matter, you know, things that we find relaxing, enjoyable, you know, a a bath, um, you know, being outside, playing with our pets, spending time with people we enjoy, laughing, things like this. And um, self-love, you know, be kind to ourselves, watch our our self-talk make sure that it is positive and optimistic and affirmations. I love affirmations. Say short affirmations to yourself that, you know, things that you need to really hear in the moment, like um, I am enough. I'm, I'm strong. I matter. I am loved. I, you know, I've got this, I can do this, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, um, and do these things, these things should be done daily. Actually, all the time they should be done daily, but even more when we're going into any stressful situation and do this ahead of time, you know, so once we do enter the situation, you're, you're more prepared and more solid and stable and calm. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you know, you're walking into a a stressful situation, prepare for it. Yeah, exactly. And knowing that there's a lot of food around, there's a lot of alcohol around, and I don't want people to... (laughs) 
like eating disorders, not engaging in any of that, recognizing there's a healthy balance, you know, still enjoy the holiday for everything it has, but recognizing that we can tend to be more sedentary, eat more sweets, eat more carbohydrates, drink more alcohol during the season. And how are we balancing that with some of the self-care? And I, I think you're leaning into your, your microphone, sir. There you go. I am. I can't win with the microphone every week. It's something <laughs> best finally in another one. That's okay. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, it, it, it is kind of a marathon, isn't it? I mean, you're preparing for all the times you're going to see your family and the mm-hmm. friends and the parties and you've got to buy the clothes and you've got to, you know, prepare for the gifts. And I mean, it is kind of a marathon. And be organized. I mean, that's, that's like really the key. I mean, um, especially when you are by, you know, doing all of these things, whether you're hosting um, a, a party, a dinner, whatever, and, and you have a whole list of people to buy things for, I start organizing um, like around Thanksgiving or even sometimes before. And I start making a list of, you know, everybody I have to buy something for. I'm starting to brainstorm ideas for what to get them. I start, you know, listening for things that they may need or want, um, hobbies that they like, interests, you know, because that's also a pressure of like buying, you know, um, maybe not just the gift card and like something more special and significant to them. And, um, you know, just uh, planning, you know, writing out grocery lists and (laughs) the more planning, the better to me. I agree. And sometimes I, I I see people thinking, well, they just have to get somebody something small. But my opinion, and this may not reflect other people's opinions, I get this, but I I, I don't agree with that. I, I think sometimes it's better not to get something and just to share your time with somebody, maybe go meet with them and have a cup of coffee or have a nice phone call and really just give them the most precious thing you have, which is your time, yeah, as I opposed agree. to a $5 candle. Right. Right. Candles. Can you buy, do you know where I could buy $5 candles? (laughs) No, I do not. (laughs) Man, candles are so expensive. (laughs) I was just trying to make a point. (laughs) I know. I know. Sorry. Segment's not for making points. We digress. Oh, man. That's, that's good. <laughs> Next time I'll pay attention. I have not been out of my house. Text me. I will go shopping it. in months, probably. By case. You know, um, <laughs> that's that's funny because I I actually you know because we live by the ocean. I buy candles in bulk because if our electric goes out, we need them for lighting. So right. I don't know. I just know I bought a whole box of a big box of them. I have no idea how much they are individually, but they were expensive. <laughs> Yeah, they are. They are really, you know, we've got flashlights and candles just in case the batteries go out. They're the backup (laughs) to the backup plan. I grew up in South Florida. That's the reality. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know that. Let's talk a little, (laughs) let's talk a little bit about uh, boundaries and, and maybe some coping skills. How can somebody set some really clear, solid boundaries that maybe makes them feel good as well as does not make the other person feel bad? You know, it may not make the other person feel good, but at least it doesn't make them feel like, you know, this this is not a comfortable situation. Right. Um, Well, for boundaries, you know, it can look uh, a lot of different ways and it's going to look different with each person too. It's not a one size fits all type of thing. And so this means you can maybe limit the time spent. Um, You can limit maybe the uh, phone calls and or texting time, you can keep conversations to certain topics or limit certain topics or kind of keep it surface with certain people. And with in talking about the holidays specifically, um, let's say we're talking about limiting uh, our time at, at somebody's house. We could even, um, in preparation for that, like we were talking earlier, let the person know ahead of time, let the host and maybe some of the other guests know ahead of time, like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to leave at a certain time. Or maybe you, um, but I would, if I have to do that, I usually come earlier and I'll like help, you know, how pe- most people are at least like an hour 
later than the start right. time. So I'll make sure I come at, you know, at that start time and spend that time with, you know, the host and kind of help them out with whatever they need with those last minute preparations. And that's usually so appreciated that by the time I'm le- you know, by the time I'm saying goodbye, you know, it's not, it's not a big deal. Um, or vice versa, you might come a little bit later, but let the, let the host know, you know, and let some other people know. So it's not, you know, where have you been? Or why have you, why are you leaving so early? And it's not a big deal. These people are already, you know, everybody Mm -hmm. already knows what, you know, what your, your plan is. Um, What are, what are some of the coping skills for individuals who might have social anxiety? I mean, these are going to be uh, th- this time of year, we're all so social and, and we gather at parties and, you know, and this is not just families at offices as well. So when someone has social anxiety, how do you, how do you recommend that they cope with that? So well, the biggest thing is to have that awareness of the buildup in your, in your body of where you are in that, um, that the anxiety buildup, you know, because if you wait until it's too late, it's too late. And so once you really start to feel the early warning signs of anxiety or whatever the symptoms that are making you feel uncomfortable, I recommend leaving the area at, at, if at all possible, sometimes it's not possible, but we could even do things like, you know, excuse yourself to go to the restroom, um, maybe go to a different room, um, walk outside. Sometimes we can even use, you know, go, go talk to the kids for a little bit, go play with the pets for a little bit, just to give yourself that break. And then when you're, when you're taking that time, then use it, make a conscious effort to bring yourself back down, you know, so like do your, do breathing techniques. You don't have to, you know, um, sit there where everybody, where it's very noticeable, but you can do some breathe, easy breathing techniques or some mindful exercises, some grounding exercises without anybody knowing, you know, right. um, uh, You can use, uh, you know, even going and making, you know, excuse yourself to make a phone call, maybe go vent to somebody or, you know, text. Sometimes my, um, my husband and I will be right across from each other or even beside each other. And we're like texting going like, (laughs) are you watching what I'm watching? You know, (laughs) and it's kind of, you know, it's comic relief, you know, and it just, it just kind of helps us. Or I'll tell my, my son, I'm like, don't leave me, you know, or we have a signal, you know, we'll have a signal. So we know like, Oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta, you know, to help me out of a conversation or something like that. Or even going to help out the host of like, oh, let me take out some trash really fast. Let me collect there dishes really fast. Do you need a refill on that? Oh, let me go yeah. refill that for you. You're in the middle of a conversation. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It gets you out of that uncomfortable moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and hopefully the other person is understandable or understands what you're dealing with. Um so what if you're stuck in an unavoidable or uncomfortable situation and you can't like excuse yourself? What if you've got that aggressive mother-in-law who just holds onto your arm <laughs> and won't let you go? What do you do? Sarah, you want to take that one? <laughs> That's so hard. I'm just talking about like social. I'm giving you all my strategies that I use in the moment. I'm always trying to be helpful. Please share. Share. Some people, you know, they get in those situations where like these are great coping skills, but my mother in law won't let my arm go once I walk in a door. And, you know, how do you get out of those really, really challenging and uncomfortable situations? Like, you can't, I don't know know. if you get, I don't know if you get out of them. I think, yeah, you know, my laughter is always my coping skill, you know? And so sometimes I just, you know, laugh it off and have to maintain flexibility and go with the flow. And then I think we go, it goes internal from there. So like in my head, I'm like, if it's something I'm like, okay, don't take it personally, you know, don't, you know, I have like my little mantras that I'll say in my head or my affirmations. And I'm like, this is just temporary, just do it, you know, or, you know, in my head, I'm like, don't say anything, just shut your mouth. Don't say anything, <laughs> you know, it's just, or you got into that reflective listening, always turn it back to the other person. Cause we yeah. do love to talk about ourselves. So uh, the more right. you can turn it back on the other person, the better. Right. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, yeah, so, I mean, really going with the flow and, and it, it, you know, and internally 
um, just have that dialogue with yourself to, to talk you down from. Or what if you know about it? If if you know that someone's going to do something like that, you know, how can you avoid it? You know, maybe could you have a plan ahead of time? Hey, I'm going to walk in, I'm going to go straight to the kitchen and start helping out or some way to avoid these individuals who trap you basically. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I know start start talking about whatever, whatever the other um, political party they are, start talking about (laughs) that. And I'm sure you can get away from them. How about that? (laughs) Oh my goodness. These days, that's probably the quickest way to leave a table. Yeah, you know, and you're right. It doesn't matter what political party you're in. It's just the op. You just need to be the opposite of whatever they are. Yeah, and just play devil's advocate, away. even if you agree with them. Oh my goodness! <laughs> They'll walk away from you real quick. That is funny. That is actually really uh, funny. So I, I want to talk a little bit about research. I mean, you're both psychologists, and and you see this from a different perspective than most. So. Let's talk a little bit about what does the research say about um, holiday stress and anxiety and all the stuff that we have to deal with during the holidays? Um, So usually about 70% of people are affected by holiday stress. Uh, Some of the biggest reasons would be lack of time, uh, lack of money, the pressure of buying gifts and then um, family dynamics, and um, if there's a grief or a loss happening. Okay. Hmm. And, and so we've already talked about quite a bit of, of, of these issues as we've been talking. Is there any additional bits of uh, wisdom or advice that you could give people that are maybe dealing with these specific things. Um, let, let's talk specific. Uh, we've talked quite a bit about the stress. What about, uh, we've talked about money and time and gifts. What about and grief loss. and loss though? Yeah. Grief and loss. It's so, it's so hard. Um, you know, especially when, when it's the loss of a loved one who we normally celebrated uh, these mm-hmm. holidays with. Yeah. And um, we, it's just really important to have a plan for these dates, even if that plan is, I'm going to shut out the world, lay in bed, sleep all day, cry all day, whatever it is. Because when we end up doing that, but we didn't have a plan to do that, then we end up um, feeling badly about ourselves, feeling guilty, maybe Mm -hmm. even worrying about ourselves. Other people start worrying about us. So it's good to have that plan. And with big holidays or um, any big special dates, I recommend um, having, doing something to either honor that person or honor your grieving process. You know, right. um, some people like setting a, a, t- a place at the table still for that person. Um, mm-hmm. so we have, uh, we have um, uh, decor- Christmas tree decorations, like in, in memory of that person. And we, you know, have a little uh, process when we put them up um, where we just, you know, think about them and talk about them and put it up and, um, you know, there's lots of different things, even if it's as simple as just lighting a candle and, you know, right. and just quickly talking to them and saying, you know, I, I miss you. I love you, you know, but right. something I, coming, I think- coming compared to those family events with good memories, fun stories, funny stories of the good times, cause it's going to feel awkward and there's going to be a big hole at that, that dinner table for the holidays as part of the grief process. So being prepared with you know, let's, let's focus on the good times. Let's talk about those fond memories. Mm-hmm. Help fill that, that void. And that, <clears throat> excuse me, that first year is always going to be more challenging. I think for mm-hmm. anybody, um, I, I, my, my grandmother passed away right before Christmas. I think it was like the 23rd of December. Wow. And, uh, so the next night was Christmas Eve and we're the whole family's together for dinner. And, uh, the table had already been set. And so there was already a setting for her. Yeah. <laughs> so we would literally like just keep passing the food around. <laughs> We'd look at the empty ta- empty plate. And so finally, my grandfather kind of broke the silence and he started talking about his memories. And And we started talking about how she would help, you know, she'd make dinner. Or like for me, she would always have me uh, make lemon meringue pie. And she had already made it ahead of time. And so we were, we just kind of talked about our memories during that whole dinner, which I think made it so much easier 
than having to just sit there in silence and look at the empty plate. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm always a believer in recognizing the elephant in the room. Yeah. It's toxic not to talk about these things because we're all feeling the loss. Why not? Right. Why not share that? It's, it's okay. But the next year it became a lot easier because Mm -hmm. we just, we followed that same rhythm where we set a plate at the table and we just talked about stories Yeah, and it just, it kind of gave us a rhythm for future holidays. Right. And then you, it becomes, I'm sure that reduced the stress going into the following year. Because you were, oh my gosh, what are we going to do now? Is it going to be awkward? What do I say? Do we talk about it? Don't we talk about it? So, right. So we already had our expectations. We knew not only that we were going to talk about it, but how we were going to talk about it, you know, and, 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 and your, um, you know, just to follow your, uh, example, Sarah, you know, we stayed positive and we talked about, you know, the fun stories and, and it was, it was kind of fun listening to everybody's stories. There were stories I had never heard you know, I didn't know certain things about my grandmother, but I've learned it in those storytelling moments during dinner. And I think that is a really nice uh, way to uh, kind of clear the air and deal with that grief. Yeah, that's beautiful. So we have uh, about 10 minutes left. Actually, no, we don't. We have probably closer to eight minutes. Um, I, I really want to talk a little bit about your, you know, last minute you know, wisdom, advice, anything that you'd like to share, maybe some stories, um, any, anything that you'd like to share with us or with the listeners? Sarah, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, <laughs> when I think about it, <laughs> um, it's funny because I always, you know, I, I joke with families, I'm going to tell you what the research says works, but when we get into the real world scenario, like none of it works because there's okay. too many variables. So when I think about my own family and some of the things I have to consider with the holidays coming up, I know there's going to be a lot of discussions, a lot of uncomfortable discussions, a lot of arguments, things about politics, things like that. Um, So when you get into those situations where you're going to end up having a fight about some ideological difference between you and a family member who you love dearly, but who does not see eye to eye with you. Um, Really examining what's my motivation for this conversation? What's my goal for this conversation? Is my goal to put them in their place and tell them they're wrong? Is my goal to advocate for myself? Is my goal to set a boundary of we're not going to talk about this? Um, and, And trying to fight fair as best you can, making sure you're only sticking to one issue at a time, sticking to the facts. Using I statements instead of you statements because there's there's gonna be some heated discussions over the holidays. It, it brings out the best of us. It brings out the worst of us. <laughs> <laughs> be mindful during those conversations. That tells you how my uh, holidays go. <laughs> yeah, that's really great stuff. Um, in addition to that, I would think um, don't let anybody take you out of your character. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Family is one of those dynamics that uh, can really take us out of our character, <laughs> you know, um, right. um, you know, they just, they have that, they, they have that ability and they know us. Um, I don't want to say better than most people. They, they definitely know our triggers better than most people. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, I call it time travel. They can take you back in time very fast. <laughs> That's perfect. Yep. Perfect. So, um, yeah, I just don't let anybody take you out of your character. And because if people are trying to do that, their goal is normally to get a reaction. And so don't, you know, don't, don't give it to them because, you know, like Sarah was saying, if you think about what is my goal for this conversation or what, what is my goal for this dinner? You know, uh, just my interaction. And this is something else that you can prepare for mentally before you even go into the situation is what is my goal? And, um, you know, most of the time when we get caught up in a particular topic or conversation, it's, it's just not worth it. And, um, it's going to end up causing more damage, uh, than it's worth if we feel like, um, we do want to be heard or we do want to, you know, this is the time that we decide we're now going to stick up for ourselves. Um, I can share when you were, um, 
going through examples, um, the first thing I thought of was I have, um, oh gosh, I don't want to say anything specific, <laughs> but let's say someone, uh, someone who <laughs> parents with no discipline. How about that? <laughs> Fair and, enough. <laughs> and, uh, and the, the kid just runs around like a little habanchi and, you know, it, and like nobody says anything. And I'm just like, you know, in my head, I'm doing the don't say anything, just let it go, walk away, don't say anything, don't say anything. But, you know, if I'm not really watching that build up um, and using my coping skills to bring myself back down, it's just going to build and build and build. And in the past, it has built. And then to finally, I'm like, would you stop? You know, and I'm like yelling at the kid and then, and then the kid is crying and then everybody's yelling at me and it's, you know, typical family function. Oh yeah. It's just just a nightmare. (laughs) I I wanted to point out too, like we, we talk about how to get out of these situations, but if you're somebody who puts people in these situations, this might be a really good time for you to listen and really respect those those boundaries that are being set and and really pay attention to those expectations and and maybe try to be a little bit more considerate of others as ex- instead of expecting everything to be your way. Uh, I I think that's a really important point to be made. Yeah, that's a really good one. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's our judgment and our expectations. And, you yeah. know, just the ability to let, let, just let people be them. Like we all have our own thoughts. We all have our own opinions. You know, we all have our own experiences in life and mm-hmm. we don't need to prove anything to anybody and they don't need to, you know, we right. just have to let, let all of us just be us. And That's to cool. quote Sarah, you do you and I'll do me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. I say that often on the show. She does. And I love that quote. In fact, I quoted you the other day to somebody and I'm like, and according to my friend, Sarah, (laughs) you do you boo. Exactly. My, my favorite is actually Popeye. I am what I am. I I love that one too. I love it. I love it. Well, ladies, it has been an absolute pleasure. I really want to thank you for being here today and please give your contact information one last time, please for the listeners, if you don't mind. Let's go ahead and start with you, Tracy. Our our website is freespiritcoaching.org and our email and phone number can be found on the website. Thank you so much, Sarah. And I'm at www.nestpsychaz.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can go to executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can subscribe to our magazine there. You can look at our podcast, the radio show, and you can schedule a mind print assessment or call me for executive function coaching. Uh, Keep in mind, I do offer free consultations. So if you have any questions, you can call me at 480-648-1122. I just want to thank all our listeners. Without you, this would not be possible. I especially want to Uh, give a quick shout out to those in Ireland and in China. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.